Dicey Performance is recorded at Umia Folk Universitetet. It contains adult themes and adult language. Hello everyone and welcome to Dice Performance Does Moon's Edge. I'm stretching my arms out like I always do and none of you can see it. I'm James, I'm your host, your GM, your person what describes stuff and things. Um, today I have with me around the table... Leon Sheerholz. Sara Gustafsson. And Jonah Flosser. And who the hell are you playing? I'm playing Quinn. I'm playing Jane Hicks. And I'm playing Jamie Blunt. And also, I'm playing everyone else. Also, I was going to say, like, you either call it... You can. You really need to find a name to call yourself. Myself? Either, either GM or Master of Ceremonies, whatever you want I'm to call definitely it. not a Master of Ceremonies. Like, in some games it is. Like, in Shadowrun it was. so unceremonious. I think it was in Shadowrun, right? <laughs> was it was it in Shadowrun <laughs> that was called, like, Master of Ceremonies? It was something like that. Yeah. It was weird. Was it anyway, does anyone remember. remember what we did specifically last episode? Well, I, I remember the end of it. We did a few things. Yes. Uh, we talked, but very little to, in general. We talked. You to, did a lot of talking. We talked a lot. We talked to my son. You yes. did. Wait, hang on. I've got the notes here. Was it last episode? Wasn't that too? I remember we went on the whole underground thing, and we well, I didn't get affected by it at all, and but you two did. That was that was a couple episodes ago. Was it? Yeah. Oh my god, oh, that's a long time we, ago. Then we Shit. talked to the scrawny kid who was hiding outside. You of, did. Yes. So Jane found a note from her daughter. You uh, guys. All oh right, because found... it was as the way as as we were coming out of the You guys found a child in a boulder well, who was very mm. very scared of you. I gave him a sandwich. You did give him a sandwich. He was very grateful for that sandwich. And then you guys basically went to go rest after escaping Brian Penville's house. Yeah, we somewhat were... unscathed. Hmm. Somewhat. So we're gonna pick up with Jamie. Yes. In the middle of the night. Okay. You said goodnight to your grandmother. Yes. Several hours ago. I know. And now she's dead. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I was assuming assuming either she's dead or someone is just knocking, like coming into the house to try and arrest me. It's one of these two. No. (gasps) Surprise. I want you to roll me a... I'm going to say metal check, just to see if, if you are roused from your sleep. Your threshold is a four. I had a ten and a three. Oh, okay. Wait, you, wait, wait. wait. Can, no, I can't add anything to it. Okay, so can you describe your bedroom in this ramshackle tiny house that you live in with your, your grandmother? Oh, it's basically like, it. there's a bedroom that has two beds one is mine one is my grandmother's that's basically it so you sleep in the same room as your grandmother yes. you're woken by like creaking floorboards in this room okay do you want to i'm gonna try and see wh- who it is okay make make a make a perception that is brain jesus christ your threshold's 11 i have a d6 how the f- <laughs> Have you not got any skills? For brain, in this case, no. Okay, what did you roll? I rolled a five and a two. You failed. You see nothing. Oh, your uh, which is which is quite adequate. You your your room yeah, is no. pitch black. There there's nothing that I can add to it. There's there, no no. I don't have. I, I was trying to fi- figure out if there was something. I mean, I could add one for fearless. Also can't add anything to that. Yeah. I could yeah. f- I could add a one for fearless, but that doesn't make sense. Either, either way, you have failed to yes. see anything in this pitch black room. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna try. I I think there is a small like candle in like in a table right between our beds. Okay. I'm gonna light it up. And okay. So, as you light up the candle, there is just basically this figure in a hooded cloak standing at the edge of your like like out of arm's reach basically at the other side of this small room you're in and the figure like 
has obviously come in through the fucking window mm. and kind of turns to you and says, it was so stupid for you to have come here. I'm giving you this warning. They're coming for you. They're coming for you now. You need to get out. Okay, and but actually, who? can you roll me? Have you got any black coat knowledge at all? No. No. Can you roll me a basic brain roll? I rolled yeah, a threshold's five. a seven. Okay, I rolled a, uh, I, uh, rolled a three and a five. A three and a five. You have no idea who the fuck this person is, but as you're looking at them, their like, cloak itself is quite pristine. Um, they're wearing a mask over their like, entire face, and it's like a, a facsimile of a skull, yes. basically. And as you like try and reply... They're just like, Shh, no, you need to leave. You need to leave now. And they just leap the fuck out of your open okay, window. Okay, I guess I get my things and leave. Okay, where, where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> you don't? I have, I have the address of wherever Jane is. That's true, she does. So I think I'm going to head there. Okay. So we'll whoosh back over to you guys. Quinn and Jane, you're in a... Safe house. A safe house. Describe your little safe house for me, Jane. It's a, it's a single room uh, with a few boxes in with clothes and some emergency food. And there's a single other alcove where you can essentially wash, wash yourself. And it's essentially the toilet mm. with a mirror in case you need to do some, you know, disguises. It's very tiny. It's one bed and there's room to roll out a bed mat beside it in case you have more people. All right. So it's it's very minimal. It's very minimal. Yeah. I'm guessing like everything's basically wood and yeah, covered it, in dust and dirt. Not that covered in dust and dirt. She at least comes by and cleans it once a month. So there's that. You clean all of your safe houses? Not all of them, but she is, she doesn't stay at the same one for very long. So she always goes to a new one. So Okay, excellent. Um, You both were like absolutely knackered after your like draining experience in the secret room in Brian's house. Yep. So after you came back to the uh, safe house, you pretty much both just crashed the fuck out. Well, I changed my clothes to a different style of an old lady. You did, I remember. Oh, I vividly remember, yeah. Quinn being slightly <laughs> awkward about that. Um, so you you both basically just bed down and fall the fuck to sleep. True, but Jane still sleeps lightly, no matter what she does. That's fair enough. Quinn, roll me a... What would this be? It's a metal. Roll me a metal. Very well. I'd rather throw you one. <laughs> <laughs> Your dice is everywhere. Your threshold's a seven. I have the best and the worst possible results. I have a one and an eight. One and an eight. You dream vividly. You are lying on... Like, you feel like you're lying on your back in, like, a dark room, but you feel like there's water, like, half up your body as, as you're laid flat on your back. And... You begin to hear, like, a woman screaming. And you see, like, a metallic faceplate, like, descending towards your your face. Well, I guess I'm beginning to panic a bit and, like, struggling around, trying to get on my knees at least, trying to dodge out of the way somehow. Okay, so when, when you try and move, like, you feel like you're paralyzed, like you're physically restrained by something. And there's, like, as, as this darkness around you kind of creeps in, the panic just builds and builds and builds. I'm trying to use my magic somehow to, like, break out of it. Break the paralysis somehow. I don't know, burst open. Okay. Um, do you, <laughs> you want to roll a magic then? Absolutely. Roll me a magic. What, what kind of... Like, what, what are you trying to achieve with your magic? What, what's the actual... Well, like? I would assume that the paraly paralysis, basically, yeah, I can't move at all, right? Something's keeping me. 
Okay. In this fixed position, and I'm trying to, I don't know, summon as much magic as possible to burst it open somehow. I don't know. Yeah, like, like just what, what kind of element are you, are you channeling right this. now? Um, don't fucking say fire. Do not <laughs> fucking say fire, boy. I would say because I'm kind of panicking, I would either go for air or lightning. Okay, right. Roll me, that, roll me that magic. Uh, your threshold is a 8, 9, 10. I got a 9 and a 6. 9 and a 6, so you fail. Um, Jane, as like you wake up to this weird zapping sound, and as you look down to Quinn on the floor, his body is just like fettering with, with this like electric like energy just all across his skin it's only like skin deep but it's just like lightening up his like veins and things oh shit uh, I grab one of the closest pillows and essentially slap some with it okay so Quinn in this dream you as like the this metal faceplate is getting it, and it's it's like a perfectly blank but also perfectly shaped to just sink onto your face as it's coming closer and closer and the darkness is like closing in and you feel more and more like you're being crushed you wake up to something hitting you directly in the face uh the and i i guess i just like spin up and turn around and like so jump on my feet you were electrifying yourself love quinn you make a perception check for me thresholds are four brain right brain yeah actually jane you can also make a perception check for me Double four. Double four. Take a skill point and put it in your pocket. What's my threshold? It was it's a four. Same as his. Uh, double four. Nice. Take a skill point, oh put God. it in your pocket. You guys are on fire. You both, at the same time, notice that the ring foci that Quinn keeps around his neck is glowing. And Quinn, you notice that it's getting real warm. Um, has this ever happened before? Not at all. Okay, this is hella weird. I just you're right, stare man. at it for a moment, completely dazzled. As you're catching your breath and like looking at this thing, the the like glowing and the warmth starts to dissipate. So okay, Jane walks up to him, sits down, lad. It places a hand on her sh on his shoulder, like sit down breathe and she goes to get a glass of water and then hands it to him I am not actually sitting down yet I flick my fingers and try and create a little flame I don't know above my hand or something to have a bit of light yep you do that and then I try to do what I think I tried to do before in the air of like sensing people around like, creating some sort of magic pulse that is running over everything. Okay, so you, 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 I won't make you roll for this, but, like, you, you go through your, your phases of trying to detect magic, and you, like, obviously you pick up on the residual magic inside of, of Jane, you pick up on your own magic and the foci that you have around your neck, which is always, like, magical. Um, and there's nothing really in the room or anything outside. If you were looking for, say, somebody who was, you know, casting something at you from elsewhere, you can't find anything in the area. Okay. Then I'll sit down now. She hands him the glass of water. So okay, I reach out for it, and I think you can see that my hand is shaking. Nightmare. Ah, uh, well, sorry about that. You know, happens to the best people. Sometimes things just leak out. Lad, I've been taking care of my children and other people's children since before I was 30. You're not the first one to have a nightmare. You're not the last one either. Well, still, that was weird. I don't remember having one like that ever before. Vivid? Very much so. I can't say I know what you're going through or what is happening, but sit down and breathe. Look out of a window and drink the water for a while. It usually helps people to calm down. Well, um, thank you. No problem, man. What time is it? 
Um, it's for you guys. It's it's getting on like what would be like three, four in the morning ish. Like you've slept okay, but you probably like if you wanna, you can go back to sleep. Jane probably wouldn't because right now she even if this boy is clearly a bit older than most of the kids she's taking care of mentally he's a bit more closer to the teenager she's she's helped. Mm. He's he's a bubble rapture. <laughs> yeah. So right now she she probably won't go to sleep before he has at this point. All right. So you you stay up and basically wait for him to fall asleep first. Yeah. Cool. Jamie. Yes. Hi. Um. What do you take with you when you when you leave your house? Oh, I always have my bag of things right next to my bed. So I basically took the things that I was th- that I did before, like my bag of things and like my clothes, I guess. And I didn't take anything else. Okay. As you walk out of the door, hmm. um like the 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 house oh, and that the you- things that include the normal things include my sledgehammer, obviously. Oh yeah, you you like I assumed you had all your gear with oh, you. Yeah. I was just wondering if you take took anything extra. No, from no, your no, house. no. Um the the house itself that you and your grandma live in, like how tall would you say it is? It probably is like two like three floors and we live on like the middle floor and it's just like a one it's like two room basically apartment. Yeah, it's just yeah. like the kitchen and the room we sleep in so and, like a small hallway as you come out of the front door and start making your way like yeah out and towards wherever the address is that jane has given you mm-hmm. you hear a whistle from above you yeah and as you look up you see the same like masked figure who just kind of, like, gives you a what-the-fuck-are-you-doing look. I'm leaving. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm shrugging and, like, motion that I'm leaving. Okay, she jumps down from the roof and just perfectly fucking lands. Like, good old superhero landing. Ooh. And nice. Appreciate it. Like, Ooh. <laughs> ju- like, literally a few feet from you. And... She, like, well, they turn to you, and like, their 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 body language is so like, I am the intimidating one. Like, I hold a lot more status over you, kind of a thing. Like, I'm pissed off at you. Yeah, I'm looking down at her. Yes. Yeah, you're looking down at her. <laughs> but I need to make this point. <laughs> it's so necessary. They look up at you and say, "You're leaving your grandmother." You're leaving the old lady here? If I leave, aren't they going to come after me? They're coming here anyway. Okay. And I guess, like, I rush back up and, like, try and wake up my grandmother and be just, like... Just pick as, it up and run, woman. As, oh, my God. As, as, like, as I'm not picking up an old lady. She's going <laughs> to fucking die on my arms. If Like, she will die of fright. I don't know. She's old. <laughs> As you're, like, turning to go back to the house to go grab your grandmother, like, she catches your arm and kind of stares you down and says, You've been with Jane Hicks, right? Yes. Can you... Can you keep her out of this? Send her away? Do something to get rid of her? I am probably the last person she will ever listen to. Fuck. (laughs) And she kind of just well, like. Well, it's not wrong. <laughs> she kind of just like throws your arm back to where the like in the direction of where you were going. Yeah. And just like as you turn to run, she's just gone from behind you. Okay, I'm gonna go up and take my grandmother and like make her go to uh, like one of the neighbors that I know she will be safe with. Okay, Hi, so you you stow her away and then yes, go. Yeah. Okay, so. Shortly, and I'm, you know, about an hour after Quinn's finally gone to sleep, Jamie arrives at your safe house. <laughs> yeah, Jane probably hadn't even fallen asleep yet. Yeah, so it's like half five, six in the morning kind of a thing. Hello, darling. Hi. Get in. So, I had a visit this evening, well, over this morning, morning and... I I'll get the tea ready. Sit down and explain. Okay. And I I guess we go over like some kind of table. 
Or do we sit on the floor? We sit on the floor. Great. Um, there's no table in here. Perfect. Uh, I essentially use a couple of candles and make some water hot to make some tea. Very, very cheap. Knock-off tea, but it's tea. I mean, it works. Very, very weak tea. Ooh. Yeah. So you explain anything that happened, I assume. Yes. Uh, I I got a visit from this masked figure like cloaked figure who came to warn me that red like black coats were coming after me uh-huh and this person i don't know if it was a he or a she but this person asked me to keep you out of this how tall was this human i'm about this high and i motion and she gestures i gesture because i have no idea how tall this person is they, they, they come up to like your shoulder Okay, they're they're well, a tall person, but not you tall. Slightly taller than me, then. Yeah. Uh, do I recognize this general height? This general height could be the general height of a lot of people. Yeah, but I would want me to be out of this. I would, I like, would say. I was gonna uh, like, and I, if it's a black coat, I know it's probably one specific human. Like I can also say that. Oh, they also had like this mask that was like kind of a skull. I I I've never seen this person before. So, do you remember the notes that I read when we got out of that little room we visited earlier? Yes, I do remember that now. You probably just met the writer of that. Um, I won't go into too many details, but she is a child of mine. The older sister of the boy you guys got into a fight with. Okay, but she she made sure that you got the uh, this message that like she asked me to make you not be a part of this. Yeah, well, she's not really in charge of this one, is she? Yeah, that's why I said like I would probably be the last person she would li- you would listen to. She and I are unfortunately on slightly opposing sides in this one, and I don't really have a choice. I have to be in this one, so will have to live with her. And she knows that I'm probably not going to get out of it anyway. Hmm. So hmm. I'm checking the time. It's around six now, I assume? Yeah, something like that. Right, you like, two... Get the moon is, is probably cresting on the hills. Quinn is still sleeping, right? You two get some more rest. Most of the street urchins, at least the early workers, probably have woken up and there's not too many folks outside, so I can probably go and grab one of them that's uh, one of Sly's. Yeah, I guess I'm still sleeping. Join me! <laughs> uh, you, big lass, take the bed. I I, I kind of like... I, I'm afraid that I would break it. I'm just going to sit Love. against the wall. And Sweet. The bed does not have any legs. It's literally just slightly heightened up cushion. It also um. doesn't have any feelings. Mm. Also, I didn't know what kind of bed it was. I just assumed it was like a normal bed on like a frame or something. That's why I was like, no, this is a badly put together wood with something soft on it. Fine, fine, fine. It's more or less likely some kind of wooden crate thing with a a hastily stuffed like sheet kind of a thing Mm. on it. Yep. Like it's not uncomfortable, but it's definitely not comfortable. It's better than the floor, but badly. Uh, not that Jamie is used to very comfortable either. So, Look, it's a safe house, not an apartment. But yeah, I grab one of my hats and go out. And okay. I probably grab some of the rations we still have from Harry Harrison with me. Okay. Because, you know... You're running out of those. He only gave you basically enough for a, a day or two. I know, but yeah. still, if I have to use something to bribe the children. You do. And I also grab my usual bag with its usual contains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Jamie and Quinn... Well, Jamie goes to bed and Quinn's asleep. Jane. Yep. I'm out looking like a lot older little lady than I was a few days before. Okay, so you've re-upped your disguise. Yeah, I look a lot more sweet and innocent. Hmm. My hat has a flower on it. Ooh, pretty. Can you roll me an accuracy-based deception check? You've got skills in deception. 
I do. Uh, Give me a moment, my man. Uh, Your accuracy is your D10. That it is. If that's what you were looking for. Yep. Uh, Accuracy and deception. You're probably glad you've got that plus two because your threshold's a nine. Look at that. It's a nine with the add-on. And... We have an 11. So we have a 9 and 11. Nice. Success. So your your disguise looks fucking pristine. Like, you've done this plenty of times, but, like, today it's you're looking just that little bit more authentically old person. That extra old. Yeah. So you'll get advantage when Ooh. you find people <laughs> and you're trying not to be you. Right then. So I go out and I go... Where the area where I know Sly's kids usually hang around. Okay. Um, As you start looking around, go ahead and make me a perception. Um, You've got... Brain roll this time. Yeah. Add your den knowledge to it as well. Yeah. That's a seven. Eight. Eight. Nice. Stick a skill point in your pocket. I have four of them now. We, we're going to have to discuss at some point what skills you want to up. Yeah. I actually want to add one. Or can can you add? Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. like, if, if so, you can add stuff. So, yeah, if you've got one skill point, you can add a lev- level one. If you've got three, you can add a level two because you buy the level one and the two. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll we'll discuss it probably after this yeah. episode, if that's all right with you guys. That's fine. Because yeah, you, you're, you're getting a lot of them now. I have four. And I hate you all. Because shit's going to get easier as you go along. Um, You're welcome. Or is it going to get more difficult from the threshold end? So, Motherfucker. <laughs> as you... I, I love the fact that it went from like, oh, thank you, to like, I hate you. <laughs> as, just you're, one sentence. as you're hunting around in the den, it is not difficult for you to find, like... As, as you're walking around where your safe house is, you know that you've had eyes on you from the fact that you found a little boy in a boulder um, outside the Penville estate, and you find a, what looks like a boulder out of place, like, just down the street and around the corner from you, from, like, where your safe house is. I slowly walk up to the boulder like the little nice old lady I look like, and probably I'm not. The boulder says nothing. I gently knock on the boulder. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Are you the same boulder I talked to, talked to last time? You're not some... This is... I'm not good at this hiding. <laughs> Why do you... Oh my god, this is too much. I have more sandwiches. The, the, the like cloak what you know is this this stone cloak gets pulled down rather fast and he's like oh my god thank you (laughs) (laughs) and like hands come up from from the now basically blanket around this child's knees i gave him a second sandwich what do you want (laughs) i i want to talk to sly how do you um did i tell you about sly no you did not okay i thought i would be in trouble don't worry, you have not said a word about a woman I simply know about her. You can just say you ran into me and that I wanted to have a meeting with her. You need an invitation to see her? Tell her the name, Auntie Jay. I think she might want to see your friend. I can probably bring both of them if she can promise that no black coats will be showing up there when we bring them. Okay, I've got to clear it with my big sister first. What? What's your big sister's name? Miss Klein. Do I recognize this name? No, you do not. Thank you. (laughs) Well, tell the kind Miss Klein that all about this in a version that will not get you in trouble. Um. And. I I might need help with that. (laughs) I just. And I'm not good at lying. I don't know if you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> almost uh, I assume I have maybe like three or four sandwiches left at most uh, you, you got like two left yeah I break one of them in half and say bring this to your sister as well okay okay um she she might want something from you or she might need to talk to you first 
I'll be back here in an hour. And he, like, throws this cloak up over his shoulders and, like, dashes off, like, down an alley beside, so like, a, a ruinous a, building. So you basically see a boulder walking around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, it, as, he, as he flips the, the, like, cloak over his shoulders, you see all this, like, dust just kind of cascading off of him, and then he's just down in, into the I, shadows, like, a cartoonish puff of smoke in the shape of a small child. I assume he has a bag of, like, dust and gravel he just brings with him and throws above himself. Oh, yeah, and I mean, dust is everywhere and dirt is everywhere. If they can't find it, they find it. So, how far am I right now from, uh, well, the owner of Tricks and Trinkets? Um, Tricks and Trinkets is more to like, your, your safe house was down near the dock end kind of a thing, so if you... You know, it's it's like a ten minute walk to get towards the middle district where Tricks and Trinkets would be located. His shop is still in the uh, lower district, but it's like more towards the top. He sleeps there anyway. Mm. So I, since I have an hour, uh, I yep. walk over there and as stealthily as possible, an old lady can do. Mm-hmm. It is early morning, and there are few people around. Um, the the shift changes from like the biggest employer in in the city, which is well for the, for the lower district anyway, which is the docks, hasn't like started its morning shift change yet. So there's a few people like grumbling around. There are a few people who have obviously slept out on the streets and they they look just malnourished, all hell and dirtied up. Um, as you make your way towards like the higher end of the the low district it doesn't really get much better but you see less buildings that have collapsed in on themselves and less rubble in the roads and things and you make your way up to tricks and trinkets you do see a couple of like black coats along the way but with your expert disguise none of them really pay you much mind because you do just blend into you know the the grumbling people in the street yeah fair enough I just make my way towards Tricks and Trinkets, and he's probably awake by now. Not that he wants to be, but he probably is. Mm-hmm. Would you like to introduce the fellow we're going towards? Okay, so you make it to Tricks and Trinkets, and you just walk in. Yeah. The door is locked. Well, we have two options here. The lights are off. The lights are off? Mm-hmm. That's odd. Can I see through the windows? Yeah, they are windows. You can look through them. Does it look like there's been any mess inside, more mess than it usually is? There is no... Signs of a fight. There's no signs of a fight or a burglary or anything like that. I knock on the door gently. Okay. There is no response. Okay, that's odd. I'm not about to break the door up in this rather open environment. I don't think I have an extra key for this place. I thought you did. I do? Then I thought you did. Well, then I assume I did, and I open the door with that. Okay, you, you open the door, <laughs> and it is very much just a fucking closed shop. Blood armor. Do you, do you flip the sign to open? <laughs> no, I lock the door when I get in, and I woke up to his room where he usually sleeps. You walk up to Erwin Lansbury's bedroom and find him a snoring in his bed. I knock on the door frame. Okay, he wakes up like, um, what the... What? Oh, bloody hell, what are you doing here? Hello to you too, man. What time is it? Morning. Shit. Shit. Oh, fuck. Um... Have you opened the door? Not yet. Oh, bollocks. I slipped in. Fuck. And he just gets up and starts pulling on some, like, ruggedy clothes and, and like, pushes you out of the way as he, like, runs down to the, the front door and flips the sign. I didn't want to open the door and let someone steal your incredibly valuable items here without you being here. Is that sarcasm? Some of this stuff's worth a fortune, you know. <laughs> Not the stuff in this room. Well, yeah, but people don't know that. <laughs> anyway, what, 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 what's the matter? What's wrong? What can I do for you? 
You always want summered. Fucking bastard, man. I mean, uh, when you don't want summered, you want to drink. It's not night time, or at least... No, it's not night nope. time, man. Right. Uh, first of all, she opens her bag of sewing applies and other stuff mm -hmm. and throws him a pair of knitted gloves. You wanted these last time. They're done. Oh, nice. He puts them on and inspects them. Fucking hell. Keep me fingers warm, man. Yeah. Second of all, uh, I'll probably be moving a lot between the districts for a while now. Right. I got an odd job, you could say. Right. I might pop by here every now and then to ask for information what's happening here down in Lower Town. Just don't bring no shit to my doorstep. I know, I'm not. Uh, right. Uh, and one quick question. What's that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do remember the absolute son of a bitch who is the father of my younger son? Um, Firehead one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, looks like he's Aaron just... Slacks. Aye, that one. What about him? Have you heard about him moving in his strange ways lately? Ooh, um... I don't hear much, to be honest. Customs, uh, you know, there's not, not that many people interested in buying at, at the moment, so I've not seen many people. Why. Well, you know, money's hard to come by nowadays, so... Yeah, they were so interested in before the money was bad as well, weren't they? Well, I've got me ways of making money. You just, um... So that's what you call moonshine these days. Good to know. Can't trust you without Ghana. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Um, not heard much about the uh, red-haired boy, but like, I'll keep me ear to the ground if you want me to. Thanks. Right. Uh, also, quick thing: just uh, you put your pants on the wrong way around, Shit. and she just walks out. <laughs> You, you leave him, like, looking down and dancing around his waistline <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, as you leave, the little bell tinkles, and, and, like, as you come out onto the street, there is just zero people, like, walking around, like, in the vicinity of this shop. There's just fucking no business. I walk back to the place where the boulder boy was, and, because it's probably been fairly close to an hour, like, my time wake, walking here, waking him up, talking to him. Stuff like that. Okay. Walking back. Um, do you go and collect your crew, or are you going on your own? Uh, I'll go back upstairs and leave a note with everything. If they, well, do they both of them seem asleep? I don't know. It's like basically the time of day where I think Jamie would definitely be getting yeah, up. Seems about she's the used time. To dog yeah, she's. It seems about like I'm probably like just laying in bed because I know that I can't really be outside because black coats are still after me mm. but i probably am awake already all right right so when i walk in you're awake yeah i'm looking around for some food how much time do i have before the boy should be outside like he he's only like a minute away he's just down around the corner that's where you met him so you could probably spend the next like 10 15 minutes in this yeah apartment waiting so uh Hi, you woken up now, love? Yeah, I, I, you're back. So we're going to have to do something about your face. It's a bit too recognizable at the moment. Um, I start looking through my disguise stuff, general things I usually use when I need to cover my face and find things to make Jamie look a bit more manly. Oh, okay. Like, less feminine. Uh, so how attached are you to your hair, love? Can we not cut it? I might have a hat or a wig we can use to stuff it in. And I pull out one of, a bit more of a billowy shirt uh, that would cover any possible extra shapes. Okay. Um, roll me an accuracy with your deception. Yep. What's my threshold? Your threshold's a six. Well, I have now, without any add-ons, I think I have a two in this You got two, so add two to your rolls. Eleven. Oh, shit. Twelve. Oh, Ooh. nice. That was the max you could get on your fucking second dice, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, the the disguise looks pretty good. The um, at, at a glance, anyone who looked at Jamie would just think 
that's just a, a regular dude. Yeah. Uh, dock worker. Butch. So, oof, oof nice. Um, so that has worked. Quinn, you wake up to Jane basically, like, trying to get Jamie looking more manly. I was about to say, hmm, fiddling with makeup. I see women do women things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that out loud. <laughs> well, I guess I just, yeah, like, slowly get up, look around, not entirely used to these surroundings. Oh, you, you're kind up. of... I shrug. guess so. Well, you're the next man. Mm. And I go through my stuff and find things... Well, he's a bit easier to cover up a bit. Uh, okay. I can't make him change gender, visually speaking. He's not really built for that at the moment. I, I, I imagine as well that we've kind of made, like, Jamie, like, wear maybe different, like... Different uh, clothes. Yeah, completely the whole... different th than the ones she had before. Yeah, still dock worker, but with not with the ropes the way you did. Yeah. So you're not wearing your gardener's garb anymore. Yeah, but I haven't worn that in a while because I changed that when I went to rest at the Harry's. Oh, yes, you did. Or, you? sorry, Brian's. And Brian's. I essentially throw lower class clothes at Leon and just change and I go downstairs to wait for the boy. Excellent. Um, I should probably make you roll that deception. <laughs> See if that, like, it works. Uh, your threshold's are six. Ten. Eight. So it, it fully works. Like he, once you've gotten outside and like smeared his face a little bit with handfuls of mud and stuff, he looks as shitty as the rest of the people that you know oh. slum around this area. Good old elitist district days. And you, poor you, boo all go. No, poor you guys. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're the one who ran away from home. Yes, I did not run away from the good life standards. <laughs> Burn. So I'm going to fast forward time a bit. You all kind of like, you're, you all get disguised up so that you can move somewhat freely around the lower districts. And you go ahead and you meet uh, the kid uh, by the meeting spot. Yeah. And he's just kind of stood there waiting, but he's looking around very feverishly. He's not in his boulder form. Hello, lad. Hello. I brought my friends, like you asked. What did you get for an answer? Um, you gotta come and see my big sister first, because Sly won't have people without uh, an appointment, but big sister can get you an invitation. I'll walk with you to your big sister, then. Okay, so if if all you guys are willing to follow... Do we have a choice? I don't think we do. But I would follow, yes. Mm. So you follow this child down, like, further towards the docks, and he takes you basically through what looks like a an entire row of houses that have entirely collapsed due to earthquakes and such like. And as you're walking through some rubble, he like, pulls a big, uh, like, wooden sheet thing up and beckons you to kind of start coming down these stairs that are just in the middle of this fucking ruinous rubble pile. And he takes you down some stone steps to a dimly lit room where there are more children. I say children, they're all, like, 11, 12-ish. Um, Do I recognize any of them? You you don't personally recognize a single one of them. There's a couple of like blonde kids in the corner, and they're they're like quietly talking to an older kid who's writing things on on small bits of parchment paper. And as soon as you kind of walk in, Colin nods at them, and they all just shut up. And the kid with the paper kind of just holds it to his chest, and they all just watch you as you walk through this room into a more brightly lit room with just it 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 reminds Jane of tricks and trinkets it's full of shit 
<laughs> and there, it's some of it's shiny shit, but it's all very much tat. And sitting in the middle of this, like, two piles of, of shiny tat around her sits a, a small girl who is wearing, like, the most, like, the epitome of I'm a princess dress. And she's got this, like, billowing, like, bell-bottom dress thing on, and, like, it's all very, like, purples and things, but it's very grimy around the edges. And she's basically sat with her feet up on one of these piles of shit on, like, what is cobbled together as, a, like, a little throne. And she has her arms crossed and looks really pissed off. Good morning, miss. Hello. Are you Colin's big sister? I am. You must be... Jane? Auntie Jay, yes. Okay. And you, name? Jamie. Jamie. Boy? Quinn. Quinn. And you weren't followed, and she kind of like scowls at Colin. He's like, um, no, we we took the, we looped around and took a different way in, and there was no one behind us. And she, shut up. No, we were not followed, Miss. Excellent. I want something from you. What can you offer me? You want to see Mama? I do. Yes. Well, no one sees Mama without a price. What is your price, though? What have you got? Jean opens her bag with knitted stuff and just checks out if I have any, like, cute-looking things. Roughly the size of a tiny princess. Okay. What have you got in your bag? Well, Let probably find your shit. Probably a, f- a few pre-knitted things, like some socks, gloves, maybe a hat. Okay. She points at your bag as you're rummaging through stuff and is like, that, give it to me. The bag? The bag. I want to look. You want to look? Yes. I will have to take a few things out. She just like looks as, as if she's looking over a pair of glasses at you, but she's not wearing any glasses and folds her arms. I'm waiting. I take out the things that have been poisoned or laced with poisoned, or have been sharpened. Yeah, okay. And you give her the bag? I lend her the bag. As, as soon as, like, you offer it up, she basically snatches it off of you and, like, stuffs her face in it. And then, like, one of her little arms delves in it and starts rummaging around. And she pulls out your hand mirror and holds it up to you and says, This! I want this! You want my hand mirror? Yes, it's mine now. You can have the hand mirror. Okay. And I take back the bag. She kind of like puts it on the floor by her feet. Mm-hmm. Anything else, love? <laughs> I want to use mind disruption. Okay. Just because she seems very <laughs> pissed off in general. Ooh. I don't see a reason for that. So I want her to no longer see a reason for that either. And okay. I just want to quicken things up so I don't want her to think of anything <laughs> else. She just wants to take us to her mommy immediately. Okay. Ooh. So you're, you're confusing her reason for like anger. Is essentially it. Why do I feel like this is not going well? <laughs> it is not. Yeah. It is not. Okay, roll your magic skill. Oof, your threshold's at 10. Um, do you have disrupt emotion? You do. You've got a plus one in your disrupt emotion. So, I rolled a one and a nine, so I have a two and a ten. So, you get a minor success. Yes. Your, your kind of, like, magical energy pulses through you and your eyes light up with, like, this wispy blue smoke. And so sneaky. She like relaxes from her tense pose and kind of like she looks over at Colin and you you can see this like confusion and like her head kind of goes back and forth and she's like 
Why, Cohen? Why was I angry again? And, and he he looks up and he's like, um, Miss Miss Klein, I'm I'm not sure. Um, and she snaps towards you, Quinn. And he's like, you did magic, didn't you? So what if I did? Don't do magic. This is my place. This is this is where I live. And you weren't supposed to know about it. That's why. That's why. And she like points at Colin. You you brought these people here. This is where Jane steps in and just exudes the whole granny aura. Okay. Quinn, we don't do magic on children. Miss, we were been being told that we were supposed to be brought here. Well, um, that was not our decision. Yes. <laughs> Mama does want to see you, but um, you're going to have to take an invitation with you. All right, so you have an invitation for us now. Yes, Colin, get Terry. And Colin, Colin like, leaves the room, and another child enters the room instead. You know, after a couple of minutes, there's, there's some high-pitched talking over in the other room. And uh, from from the first room comes a child you you didn't actually spot in there. Like there must be other entrances and cubby holes and and rooms off to the side that you know there are entrances that are imperceptible. You know if you weren't looking for them. And this this child walks in. They're about half the size of uh, Jamie, so they're they're like roughly two. I'd say Quinn's shoulder kind of height. Pretty tall kid then. So it's it's a tall kid and the first Probably thing you a teenager. notice mm, possibly the first thing you notice about this kid it's hard to tell like how old they are because they are covered from head to toe in this dirty grubby like onesie style thing with a cowl like it's all the same like dirty grubby white. And the cowl of it, like, comes up to the neck and fully over the eyes at the front, and it's tight against this kid's face. And they've just got, like, a red X painted over where their eyes should be. And, like, the only flesh you can see from this child is their teeth. Like... That's not creepy at all. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> and they they carry, like, a, a duffel bag over their shoulder... And they enter and kind of sit down beside Ida, the the little girl, and just kind of, like, looks around waiting. And Ida huffs and goes, Terry, you're to take these people to Mama. They will be expected. And don't bring them back here. And this, this onesie child, like, stands up and, like, shifts the bag, like, you would fucking sort yourself a tie out kind of a thing over their shoulder and kind of like beckons for you to follow them. I just quickly turned to Ida, you said her name was? Yeah. I mean, she would she would have said her name was yeah. Ida before until I, you know, told you anyway. Because mm. I'm very good at keeping secrets, not. Yeah. Yes. Have a good day now, miss. And I start following the lad. As, um... As you as you say that and leave, she's like, "You you don't tell me what to do." <laughs> you fucking leave. Um, this this child you're with is just like the strangest thing you've seen. Um, and he hobbles over and basically is silent the entire way, and taking you like he takes you back up the stairs you came out of, takes you out of the rubble, and heads off towards the docks. Um, weirdly enough, people don't, like, look at him directly or anything. They just kind of, like, glance off of him and continue about that day. I wonder, does... Quinn, do you I, notice any weird magic happen? I actually wanted to check if there's any magic involved in that. Okay, roll me a detect magic then, with your magic you roll. <laughs> your threshold's at three. All right, I got... Wait, what's detect magic? Um, a six and a ten. Right, so full success. You 
see like the aura of this child and it is like it's it's stronger than the normal like spectrum of magic and the like front of him there's two like burning lights like where his eyes should be under this thing this like onesie cowl thing and as you detect magic on him he turns and looks slowly up at you with like no eyes whatsoever and says hello hey there what are you doing Wondering how you know where to go. I see. I find that hard to believe. I see like you see. Interesting. Always? So creepy. Always. I assume the rest of us hear this interaction. Like, he stops. He fully stops when, when Quinn detects magic on him. And, like slowly turns to him so you you see him like stop walking and just like start having this weird conversation that you're not quite sure what it's about with Quinn just because I'm having a little bit of a hunch I uh turn around to Jamie so what do you see here then where hmm never mind Oh yeah, I forgot to talk about that before. <laughs> um, does Jamie say anything? No, Jenny, I, I'm I'm just confused. What are you talking about? Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. What, As, why do you keep talking about him? Shouldn't saying, it weird him out that there's a voice coming out of the void? Yeah, I was just just about to say. As as Jamie does start talking, he does look like startled, and he grabs onto his like duffel bag and puts a hand directly out towards where the fuck you like your voice is coming from. Um, why is he doing that? What's happening? What are you? I am a person. Children, I, I don't know children. what you mean by who am I or what am I. Children, can we discuss this inside? The, like... Terry looks looks towards Quinn with, like, all you can tell is puzzlement. It's weird, right? Very. Ever seen anything like this before? Have I ever seen not seeing before? Exactly, and I'm very happy he got it so quickly. He, like, falls silent and just... With with disbelief across his mouth. And kind of, like drops his his guarded defended stance and continues towards the docks and is that it i think so and we're out of time so we will find out what the hell this kid is possibly yeah and (laughs) And I, i completely forgot about having that whole conversation about that i had with my grandmother Way before, like mm. I completely forgot about You'll that. You'll have to role play that next time. I know. <laughs> like we need to get to a place where it's just the three of us and we can talk about it. Because I was supposed to do that when I got to you guys's, but I forgot. Well, I mm. kind of literally forced you to go back to sleep. True. Well, it's been a lot of talking and a lot of walking this episode. I mean, sometimes you're going to have those kinds of episodes. Yeah, yeah. But we will uh, inject some energy into it for next episode when you meet Sly, who you know nothing about. It's lovely. 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 So so we're talking about uh, extra points, right? Yes. Do you want to do that now? Yeah. Or should we do that in the break? We can add in the break. Yeah. Okay, cool. So at the well, next episode. We'll do it between episodes, and then yeah. next episode we'll talk about. We'll, it in the we'll beginning. fill you in on some new skills. Yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, any closing comments? Um. Well, uh, you have a creepy imagination, man. You have a really weird voice for that kid. Hello. Also, call it. Oh my god, that voice is hilarious. I love Colin. Colin's great. He's so cute. But until next time, it's a goodbye from them. Bye. 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 And a goodbye from me. Until next week when we're back to continue playing Moon's Edge. Bye.
You've been listening to Dicey Performance, part of Umeå Theatre Company and Folk Universitetet. Edited by Lynn Olson, produced by Joanna Velosa, art by Sarah Gustafsson, PR by Alex Rader, and project managed by Jakob Safsten. Dum 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 dum